Today we're going to begin a rather extended discussion of the question of marriage. What the Bible has to say about marriage, its foundation, and its basis. You may wonder why we talk about this subject so often from so many different angles. Well, it's because there is nothing more foundational to our Christian church, to our society, to human existence than the family itself. When God began the human race, he did not first put a business organization in the garden. He didn't put an educational institution into the garden. He didn't even erect a formal church and place that in the garden. But the only institution that there was in the Garden of Eden, formalized as such, was the institution of marriage. That shows you how basic, how fundamental, how crucial marriage is. That's why we talk a lot about marriage, and particularly today we need to talk about it because today we can no longer depend upon society itself reinforcing the biblical concepts of marriage. There was once a time when, rightly or wrongly, and I think largely wrongly, but rightly or wrongly, the church, parents, Christians in general, could depend upon the society to back them up in taking a stand for marriage. That time no longer is with us. There was a time when the educational institutions of the country supported marriage and taught uh, that marriage was a good and worthwhile and respectable institution. There was a time when the laws of the government uh, favored marriage very strongly. There was a time when society in general was in favor of marriage. No longer is that the situation. And if you Christian parents out there think that your children are going to receive a, a lot of support for marriage, in the world around them, as they watch television, as they watch, uh, as they listen to uh, teachers and courses at college or wherever, then you're sadly mistaken and you're out of touch with the situation. Today we have people teaching such things in colleges and educational institutions and even down in high school and grade schools as that marriage was a convenience invented in order to take care of certain things that had to be taken care of, such as who was going to support the children and who's where are they and all that sort of thing, uh, that uh, grew out of primitive times. And that marriage began as some kind of an institution where several people decided that this would be a good way to keep records or to keep uh, relationships clean and clear uh, between each other. And so they decided on this thing called marriage, but it just sort of evolved. Og and Bog one day sat down around the campfire in the flickering light, and Og said to Bog, uh, Say, Bog, I go out there and kill all the dinosaurs and have to bring home all the dinosaur steaks, but I believe that the majority of those kids out there belong to you. And Bog says, Oh, no, they belong to you. No, oh, they belong to you, Og. And they get into this battle, and nobody really knows who's or who's kids. So Og and Bog in their cave someday decide that they're going to uh, determine who it is uh, that is responsible for which kids and therefore has to get how many dinosaur steaks for how many kids. So they invent something called marriage in order to sort out the kids. Well, it's not taught in exactly those terms in, in the institutions, but very nearly in those terms. But now we're told that since 
Marriage was a convenience that really served its place for a while until we were able to get rid of the double standard. But now we're told that the, the, the pill has come along. Marriage no longer is necessary. It's an option. It's something we can live with or not. But we no longer have to worry about these problems for which marriage was invented originally. And so now we can sort out kids in a different way or we can decide whether we want to have kids or not. And uh, all sorts of other answers are open to us. And so marriage is not all that essential. Well, I think I have to grant you that if marriage originated with man and it was a human institution, that it would be possible for man to eventually do away with marriage and say that it was not of that critical importance. But the fact of the matter is, is that the scriptures teach that marriage did not originate with man, that marriage is not merely a civil contract or a convenience or some kind of human invention that uh, enables us to keep things straight. Marriage instead, in the scriptures, is looked upon as a covenant. And that's the thing that we've got to see, that marriage is considered in the word of God to be a covenant. In the second chapter of the book of Proverbs, for example, where we're told about the adulteress, we read in verse 17, that the adulteress leaves the companion of her youth and, now here's the same way of saying the same thing in different words, she leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. That is, when she breaks her marriage by adultery, by going off with another man, what she does is to break a covenant that God set up. Marriage involves a covenantal arrangement that came from God. Marriage was instituted by God. It is not something that man invented. It is something that God ordained. Marriage is a divine institution. It can never cease. When the uh, Russians in their revolution thought that they could do away with marriage, they found out that it was impossible to do so and reinstituted a strong and sturdy idea about marriage in their country. It nearly destroyed the country when they tried to eliminate marriage. Man and woman have been created for marriage. And whatever destroys that marriage and destroys that covenantal arrangement destroys human relationships and human society. Again, in Malachi 2, where God is speaking to the men who have deserted their wives, he says, You have dealt treacherously against the wife of your youth, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Marriage is a covenant, and a covenant is the most solemn arrangement that God has ordained. It's the arrangement by which he has saved us. The Old and New Testaments are literally the Old and New Covenants. The same word is used. When God wants to talk about something that is inviolable, something that is going to be permanent, that cannot be broken and must not be broken, that it must not be violated in any way whatever, he uses the word covenant, and that's the kind of language he uses about marriage in the scriptures. Marriage is a covenantal arrangement set up by God. And that's why it's such a serious matter to try to set aside marriage or to talk in a very casual way about marriage as though it were optional, uh, whether people could live together married or unmarried or whether we could do away with the institution or not. Marriage is ordained by God in a covenantal arrangement that is extremely serious. A covenant bears penalties when it is broken. 
And so marriage and the marriage arrangement and the marriage vows are vows of a covenantal sort. We'll say more about that as we go along in this series about marriage, but the first thing that you're going to have to keep in mind as you think about this question and as you teach your young people is that marriage did not come from man, but it was ordained by God. Now, there are many distortions of marriage and many terrible things that have happened within marriage. That's because of man's sin. But thank God that he gave us marriage because he tells us that whoever finds a wife finds a good thing, and that must be our attitude ever toward marriage itself. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for marriage. We're thankful that you ordained marriage, and we pray that we may uphold it as Christian people in the sterling and wonderful way in which it was intended to be. For Jesus' sake, amen.